0: Hi everyone, Night Demon here. I just wanted to give everyone a bit of a heads up before we get into the this week's podcast. So we've now had the event that's happened with the Almighty and everybody standing watching in the tower. And with that happening, a small piece of debris actually hit the tower and destroyed a part of it down by Zavala on the left-hand side as you spawn in. And if you go over to that area and you can stand on the top of it, uh, it will come up with the button to inspect the area and if you do that you are granted a secret emblem for the end of the season so you didn't necessarily need to participate in being in the tower when the event happened you can just go and get this emblem uh now any point now before the end of the season so that's why i thought i'd put this at the beginning of the show so over to parody to lead us in welcome to two titans and a hunter a destiny Two podcast a
1: show where we discuss tips tricks and tools to help all guardians succeed and enjoy playing more so what makes us different you may ask well we're not streamers or youtubers we just have a passion for destiny and are dedicated to keeping guardians informed and up to date with all the latest destiny 2 news and information and opinions we encourage your questions and feedback you can contact us either by email at titans and a hunter at hotmail.com or on twitter at twotitans underscore hunter now on with the show
0: Hello and welcome to another Two Titans and a Hunter, Destiny 2 Podcast. I am your most British of hosts, Night Demon, and I am joined today by a Hunter whose abilities may have been granted by the Traveller, but whose attitude remains uncredited. I am talking about the Hunter Master Race himself, Respawn. Playing Monster Train. Right, Okay. It is just me and the Hunter Master Race this week when he does bother to show up in the chat here. Parody's got some family business to attend to, so he won't be joining us this week. But he has done a really wonderful thing, and he has recorded the whole twaub for us to listen to this week so that we don't have to go through it and have Respawn interrupting every five seconds with his opinion on things. So I can quickly cover a few things that maybe he'll find interesting to talk about And then we can move on. So it may be just a short show this week. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Dong! Welcome to the show, Respawn. Nice of you to show up. What's up? Where you been? I've been sitting here for an hour talking to myself.
2: Uh, I've been playing Monster Train, coughing my freaking guts out, arguing with people online about why or a bad thing, et cetera, et cetera.
0: So I suppose we could kick things off with next week in Destiny. So apparently the newest season arrives. Clash and Showdown come to the Crucible, and the Tangled chore will become the weekly flashpoint. So we've, we've got a weekly flashpoint. I we've got what's it. coming to the Crucible. We still haven't got a name for the season yet. Yeah,
2: we do. It's called Season Redacted, right? Isn't that, isn't that the, the go-to, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, there's a season name. You just forgot it because it was redacted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> It'll show up at some point. No, but I know they said in, in one of the 12s didn't they, that we'll find out what Season eleven's going to be when they reveal Season 12, Maybe. which is going to be on Tuesday at Reset, I believe, 9 a.m. PDT. Which is what time for you on the East Coast? Uh
2: PDT, that's gonna be eleven. Eleven Eastern for me. From...
0: Okay. AM, yeah. So that's about four o'clock UK time, I believe. Yeah, nine AM PDT is the tune in for the next chapter of Destiny two, June ninth, twenty
2: twenty. Okay. Well, I guess that makes everything better if you know what day it happens on. <laughs> Don't worry about the time. The time's irrelevant. But today that matters.
0: So literally, as they switch off the servers to do the update 2.9.0 on Tuesday, June 9th at 9 a.m. PDT, service will begin with the maintenance. Destiny 2 will be taken offline for all platforms. But then we can tune into the Twitch, we can tune into the, the Mixo, the YouTubes, and see what's coming next in Season 11 and Season 12 all at the same time. It's going to be really really exciting. Indeed,
2: yeah, and we can finally see what's going to happen to um to um the ship whose name I can't freaking remember right now. <laughs> it's, it's only the most important thing happening right now. Why would I bother to remember it? <laughs> yeah. I'm so alone. Um
0: uh, No, but that's happening today at Reset. Yeah, Saturday. Yes. Yeah, today so- is Saturday right as as respawn and i are talking at this point in time this is two hours before reset so Mm. we are two hours away from something happening in destiny don't know what it is they they tweeted out didn't they on their twitter that be in um, be on destiny at reset and we should have some kind of conclusion. I know we're kind of going into spoiler territory. We'll, we'll say spoilers now and give you a couple of seconds if you, you don't want to avoid it. But it is stuff that's actually happened in game and been released on Twitter. So at the beginning of the week, if you logged into Destiny, there was a shortcut scene, which was leaked a couple of weeks or about a month prior, showing Saturn and Saturn's kind of half covered in shadow and then out of the shadows is one of the pyramid ships. And um, well the shadow well,
2: was a pyramid ship. That's what yes. it was coming from a pyramid ship. Yeah. Yes,
0: it was. And then we had a couple of I'd say 30 second um clips, didn't we, on again on Twitter of what's to come next, highlighting the the event that's happening on June 9th. One trailer was with the drifter leaving his ship, um, heading towards an icy planet, which you can kind of see red veins through the ice. And then the second trailer, which was released the following day on June 4th, so we had one on June 3rd, June 4th, showed Eris walking across an icy covered planet. And then she kind of gets to the end of where she is and it looks like she's using that darkness veil thing that she kind of touched at the end of the Destiny 2 storyline for Shadowkeep to go through some kind of barrier right have you seen these two yet mm-hmm. oh, okay. that's alright then I didn't know if you hadn't seen them or not mm-hmm.
2: I did and um, oh, excuse me of course the wife just now brings me breakfast when it's 11 o'clock in the morning right
0: it hey, wouldn't be a podcast without break. breakfast. You know, right? I think we've had a couple of them without breakfast, so it just didn't feel right without the breakfast. Right. So it's, it's, nice. just, it's weird, right? <laughs> yeah. The people have missed you talking with your mouthful. <laughs> so we can we can link the bungee Twitters if anybody wants to go and see them, but they are on YouTube. People have made videos on these 30-second clips theorizing what this could be. And I think the consensus across the whole community is that it is Europa that we're going to because there was a lot of concept art back in Destiny 1 for this ice yeah, no.
2: planet. is covered in ice and it's over by Saturn, so th- there's no other thing it can be if it's by Saturn. So
0: well, no, they know. were talking about the Deepstone Crypt, and I believe this is something that was kind of heavily featured in the lore for Destiny.
2: That's the one that's uh that's supposed to be where the exos come from, right?
0: I think so. And again, right. that's an- on another moon of Saturn. Uh-huh. I
2: can't
0: 100%. It be is. Sure. And um, if but I'm not mistaken, Europa think... is, is more icy, isn't it? It's just a giant ball of ice.
2: Yeah. The whole top layer is ice and supposedly has uh, actual water underneath it, but we're getting into neither here nor there. Um, but yeah. Yeah. No, the whole, the whole thing is a giant ice ball. But the, if I'm not mistaken, that's where the, uh, the, ex, the the Exos come from. And the lore talks about Cade 7 Right. I was trying to look it up today and I can't find it today. So that's my bad. I'll have the one for you next week. But talks about Cade 7. And um, my guess is this is where Cade 6's original um, upload, I guess you want to call it, is stored. And this is where, how we're going to get a Cade 7. Uh, I'll try to track that down for you guys and give you more details on that before I just, you know, sling from the hip. But yeah, I'm actually kind of excited for it because I'm hoping. Um, Kade's gonna somehow come back into this somehow. Yeah, some way. Stop hoping. But come on, man, I miss him.
0: <laughs> well, no, I mean, the whole storyline of Forsaken was built around this whole, you know, losing Cade and the whole gravitas of losing losing him in the the story, and then just Ooh. to go, oh, snap fingers, he's back. It's kind of
2: he doesn't have to come back. I'm not saying he's got to come back. That's that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's gonna tie into maybe him being a thing somehow somewhere. Because aside from Nathan fit ah, aside from Nathan, there was another voice actor that did Cade towards the end that wasn't him. So I think that guy come back and voice Cade again. I forgot who that is and people are gonna yell at me. I'm Nolan so North. sorry. Nolan, Nolan North North. did the ghost. He <laughs> the ghost voice, yeah. Right. <laughs> so um. Anyway, so they could always bring him back and he could voice Cade. I mean, I'm not saying Cade has to come back entirely. You know, they they could just be like, I don't know, a cut scene with the new Cade being Cade 7. And he's not going to be the same Cade, right? Because every iteration is slightly different and he has to learn from the last. Because if you look back, Cade used to actually not even be the way he was, the way we knew him in Cade 6. He was kind of a mean guy, <laughs> let's say. Um. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um... I'm just hoping it ties back into to exos and if so fact okayed in one way shape or form.
0: What was interesting was on Twitter DMG one of the community managers that Bungie that respawn really loves uh, retweeted a link from the official destiny the game Twitter link with the video of Eris on the ice planet uh, Europa let's just go with Europa for now we'll call it Europa and With that, he put a single word to accompany his retweet, And that word was soon. And that was it. And apparently, this links back to a very, very famous gun and sentence that was uttered in Destiny 1. So if people didn't know, there was a gun in Destiny 1 called No Time to Explain. And this gun was given to you by the XO that you kind of phases in and out of the destiny one mission all throughout the traveling to D1. the heart of the black garden. Yeah. The whole of that. And yep. they give you this, it's a blue weapon, isn't it? At the end of the, the whole campaign in, in D1. yeah, It's a blue which weapon.
2: Legendary, which eventually becomes an exotic.
0: Yeah. And what was quite funny is I, I'm giving credit to the last word podcast with Abontis and Lord Cognito found this out. And apparently there's a single word etched onto the side of the weapons casing, just saying soon. So they summarize that possibly that the exo stranger, which turned out to be in law Elsie Bray, which was Anna Bray's sister from Mars, but she's an exo strange but when we last met her she said that she had no time to explain and she was in the middle of a big battle couldn't explain what was going on and just kind of disappeared out of time and space at that point in our story in destiny 1 and it may be interesting that they may be bringing all of that back into destiny 2 year 4 i guess i guess that's where right, we are yes.
2: because her her storyline was never resolved she was we never saw her no. die
0: would she just disappeared that's it i remember in the cut scene on venus when you're talking to her, where she said that she has no time to explain but mm-hmm. it sounded like she was in the m- middle of a big battle didn't it yep. and um, i think people for a long time were saying that could this be a big spaceship battle with oryx turn up they they thought oh maybe this is the battle that um the exo was involved in but that she was nowhere to be seen in the cut scene so Maybe there's a bigger battle to happen with pyramid ships and that's later to come at the end of year four. So that's why they're hinting at no time to explain. Maybe we're going to get that exotic pulse rifle. There was a kind of electric flare at the end of the barrel, which kind of obscured you trying to shoot people. So hopefully if we do get no time to explain back, that bit's kind of toned down a little bit so that we can use it more effectively. Oh, the, the other thing that they were also discussing on the last word podcast was the interaction between the drifter and the nine that we had in story beats i th- believe it was last this time last year around may there was it was a quest wasn't it was that we could pick up and each week it would give you some kind of lore it would also give you a powerful engram for you to go and collect each week but there would be a lore part of it, that you'd go and visit the Nine in the Magical Realm. I believe you can still pick up these uh, quests from Xur if you haven't already done them. And the one that hit around this time last year was an interaction between the Nine and the Drifter, and it had to do with him turning over his um, Gambit coin and seeing Pyramid ships on it. And it just seems quite interesting that they've managed to sync it up with this time this year, There's a trailer come out with the Drifter having to go to Europa at the same time that Pyramids are showing up in our system. But yes, as I said, all credit goes to Lord Cognito and Abontis over on the Last Word podcast. and I will link the last show in our show notes for you to go and listen to because they know a little bit more than me about lore and have a lot more kind of theories. And there's a couple of people in their Discord that were... Chatting to them at the time, they did their podcast and were throwing a few more bits of lore and story in there. So go listen to that; that was really interesting to find out this week. So yeah, we're on the countdown, aren't we? Now to what's actually what's actually happening in a couple of hours with the Almighty. Then we've got a couple more days to do some stuff. If you still need to do your your bunkers and you still need to do your serif towers, there's still all of that to still. Kind of do. Now, does that mean? Oop, bonk! Uh, me punching my mic. Uh, does that mean that
2: we're actually going to have something to do today? As far as
0: don't know, it may just be a cutscene, but it may may be a longer cutscene and being an almighty blown out of the sky.
2: I I'm hoping that there's some way to destroy it. But okay, let's stop and think for a second. What could even happen at this juncture? That would that would not get out of the sky, right? Because we haven't been building a weapon in game. Um, we haven't built build. We haven't built. No, we but we've we been accessing.
0: We've been accessing the war mines on all the different planets to then.
2: Ah, uh, uh, so you think that correlate that rep- all the
0: satellites and whatever else he needs to kind of do to hone a laser beam to, you know, a shark with a laser beam on its forehead. To take down the no, that's, almighty. that's
2: a good call. My my idiot self didn't even think about that. It's like, yeah, we got a we got a giant merchant of death with satellites all over the everywhere. So mm. why wouldn't he have something to do with this, right? So I guess that was kind of stupid on my part.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so did you manage uh, to get to read the twelve this week? Because parody has done a lovely recording because he was fearful of the fact that you might not be able to make it this week due to work commitments and he's got family commitments so it would just be me sitting here talking to everybody and he knows how much i i can't read off of the page and convey the information as well as he can so he's gone ahead and done a nice recording um which we will play now
1: thank you for joining me this week this is your titan parody and i uh Looking to my left and right, I seem to be alone this week. It's very quiet out here in the, in the waste as we watch the, the Almighty coming, hurtling towards us out of the sky to crush the tower and all the good work we've put in. Our mighty Titan statue will be laid waste into rubble as the Almighty smashes into the tower and we have to rebuild things for the second time in this game. Because this week, friends, at Bungie, Season of Worthy is ready for departure. My co-hosts have departed. I'm departing. We're all departing. So before we talk about anything else, Bungie would like to maintain your focus on the events unfolding around the world. You may have seen demonstrations in your town or like many of us down the street from the place you call home. Bungie just wants to take a moment to say that black lives matter because when words are not enough, only action can bring change and taking a stand against systemic racism, injustice and prejudice is everyone's responsibility. And it begins with education and engagement. And they provide a list of organizations where you can go to find out more information, to donate, or just to do some reading. Blacklivesmatter.com, showupforracialjustice.org, antiracistcenter.com, eji.org, and colorlines.com. These are all U.S.-centric organizations. Even though you know the things they support are applicable all around the world, there's less use in their text. That's just how it goes. And keeping on that theme of support, Bungie also you know, wants to remind us that this week Pride also kicks off. And if you haven't seen the Bungie store announcement, the It Gets Better Bungie pry pin is back in stock. And with your help, they've already raised $97,771.45 on behalf of the It Gets Better project last year. And as it comes back this year, they continue to raise money for that organization. And they say it's back in stock. And actually, as of this recording, it's back out of stock again. So if you're looking to get a Bungie pry pin, uh, hope for the best, wait for them to get more in stock because they are selling out. And again, all the money goes towards the It Gets Better project because Bungie's foundation and uh, charitable arm does a ton of work and they're back at it again. And they have links to snag the pin at the Bungie store and the Bungie EU store, which again, currently unavailable. So you're going to have to wait for your opportunity to get that again. And really, this week, friends, as the season of the worthy, or as I like to call the season of shotguns, winds down, we're just waiting for the almighty to come and smash into us. Bungie does have a reminder, though. There are a number of Bungie rewards ending soon. The Season of the Worthy Bungie reward for purchase ends soon, including the Trials of Osiris hat and pin, the Fourth Horseman flannel shirt, the Seal pins for Flawless, Almighty, and Conqueror, the Free Powerful Engram, and you can go to bungie.net slash rewards to claim anything you're eligible for and to see what's out there. Just a reminder, on June 2nd on Tuesday at Reset, all those go away along with the Season of Worthy out here in the real world. You know, given given that we're on the precipice of this new season, it's now, you know, June 5th as I record this, Tuesdays the 9th, and we're getting our reveal about what the next chapter in Button Destiny 2 is going to be. So on June 9th, 2020 at 9 a.m. Pacific, that's 12 p.m. Noon, noon Eastern and 5 p.m. UTC. And for Australia, it's, you know, the next morning at like 3 in the morning because that's just kind of how it rolls. So, you know, in your time zone, you know when these are. You figured it out by now. Tune into Bungie.ie slash reveal, and they're going to tell us what the Drifter's up to, what this guy walking through the wasteland is like, the new planet we're going to visit, and see the love child of the Drifter in Eris Morn. Yeah, heard it here first. And since we have no reveal yet, I'm not going to speculate. Things will probably be leaked between now and then. Things have probably been leaked already. I'm not here to give you the leaks. I'm here to give you the information. And with that information, we do have a small preview Bungie's gotten out for us of 2.9.0, and it's going to be available next week, meaning we'll have a pile of patch notes to get through. So let's have a quick moment to take a look through the changes. So Eververse, you know, a few 12s back, they talked about changes to the Eververse and more shifts coming in season 12. The following changes will become available next week. So forget about all the things in the future that we've talked about next week, starting Tuesday. Here's what's going to happen to Eververse. Your legendary armor ornaments, as, as noted, they've shifted in the Season 11 armor offerings to be gameplay rewards for aspirational content, not sold in Eververse. The Season of Opulence Intrepid ornament sets are returning to the storefront. In the Season Pass, they've heard all of our cries and they're adding an additional 2300 Bright Dust to the Season Pass. I think you should add more, but it's a good start. For Bright Dust purchases, they've added the Flare section to, to feature shaders and spawn effects. Those are the lovely things like the snowman when you spawn into a game that I've put on and will never take off, because who wouldn't want to build a snowman? The highly requested items from previous seasons will once again be available. We're looking at you, Wishes of Sorrow. We will once again communicate Season 11 silver-only items at the beginning of the season. We're expecting to have an update later in Season 11 on further changes to Brightest Acquisition, so keep your eyes peeled. So hopefully, friends, that means... We're gonna get some more sources of bright dust and we can buy things for bright dust and not just silver or sorry you've missed out. In the sandbox, the powerful friends armor mod will no longer stack. If multiple copies of this mod are equipped, the mod will provide no bonus stats. So you can put them on, but they're just fashion accessories. They don't do anything. They have a section of small section here of developer commentary, and they say the only the solar seasonal mods were intended to stack. No part of the ARC mod was ever intended to have a stacking functionality. The fact that they did was just broken, so I hope you've enjoyed it up till now. Your powerful friends granted plus 20 to mobility, which players could leverage to get three stack columns to the max of 100 points. The mod is not priced sufficiently to justify its benefits and increasing its cost would have adverse effects on the primary benefit usage. I think just make it more expensive than people could have it. You know, If you say it's not expensive enough, jack up the price, and if people want to buy it and max their things out, let them buy it and max their things out. But Season 11 introduces a new Arc mod, granting a similar stat bonus to Strength and also will not stack. So if you're trying to become super ripped in in the next season, can't do it through the Arc mod. Your Enhanced Auto Rifle Loader, Enhanced Fusion Rifle Loader, and Enhanced Bow Loader armor mods will now have a chance to drop from Pinnacle mod sources. So if you're looking through some of those, you'll have a chance to get them in the game. All right. Hey, this one's for Respawn, who's not here to scream at me this week. Raid rewards. The following raid exotics will now have increased drop chances. 1,000 voices, anarchy, and always on time, the ex- exotic sparrow from the secret chest and scourge of the past. Now your drop chance begins at 10% and increases to a max of 50% over 20 clears. So how I read that is, you know, starts at 10%. And if you have over 20 clears, you've got a you know 50% chance of getting it which is to say you could still not get it a number of times at the 50% chance, but at least it's far better than it was before. Trials rewards. Because Trials is back, it gets new shiny things. Your additional Masterwork material rewards are now going to drop at 3, 5, and 7 Trials wins. The added Trials weekly bounty will now unlock Trials Engrams on Saint-14. The bounty reward will match the win 3 milestone reward of the week. So you can either get the 3 wins or finish this bounty, like... Those of us who aren't good at trials will do, which is exciting. The trials token distribution has been rebalanced to focus on wins of three, five, and seven of a trials passage. This includes repeat passages. So we'll have to see what rebalanced means. And, you know, hopefully it means the more wins you have, the more tokens you'll get. So farming three wins and, you know, lower token, you know, three wins for the token count won't be quite as profitable as it was before. But again, no numbers, so we're going to find out. Trials tokens are no longer awarded for match completions. Trials tokens are no longer awarded for match completions, and tokens are now granted specifically through wins and bounties. So you have to do well and do things versus just playing the game. The Passage of Wealth also now doubles the bonus trials tokens earned at 3, 5, and 7 trials wins. And with that, friends, that has been the end of our appetizer. Your full course and more is coming on June 9th. and Bungie. And two Titans and a Hunter. We'll see you then. And now, here's where we get get to the meat of our episode this week. Mixing your green thumb with your bumper jumper. And my friends, if you like a good bumper jumper and a good green thumb, you can now mix them all together. Because we're getting into controller customization. Which, honestly, this is not something I've thought about, other than every game needs to have the same set of controls if you're a shooter to do the same thing. Because I can't keep switching between games, getting completely lost in what button does what. But Bungie goes on to say, So we heard you like patch previews. They're short, sweet, and to the point. This topic, though, needs a bit more time to get through. And today, staff designer Lisa Brown is going to take center stage to walk us through the upcoming controller remapping feature the team has been working on. So Lisa says, Greetings, Guardians. I'm Lisa, a staff designer on the Sandbox team here at Bungie. And I'm going to have an overview of the controller remapping feature for gameplay actions that will be coming to Destiny for all players in Season of Redacted. Although we have controller presets in Destiny... These aren't enough to meet basic accessibility guidelines for motor control and mobility. We've been working with some amazing accessibility consultants, Cherry Ray Thompson and Ian Hamilton, to create support for remapping buttons on the controller. Here, I'll give an overview on how to use this feature, what it can and can't do, and then share some setups we've been using with various bungy employees as an example. As a quick note, all of the below examples will be shown using the Xbox button layouts. Because it should be. Because Xbox. So players can create the custom layout by going to the control section in the settings and choosing a button layout of custom. From there, basically, you can do, you know, set things what you want to do. Instead of having presets that may not work for you, you can now set things up like how you want them to be, Uh, including, you know, gameplay actions on your character and vehicles and in general settings like emotes or interacting with prompts. And if you're like me, she says, and typically use a preset other than default, you can use the reset button to start from one of those presets. So you can take your green thumb, your jumper, your cold shoulder, some of those button presets and sort of, you know, use that as the base, but then change that one button that throws you off or that one thing that bothers you or you can't get to. So to rebind a button, simply select the button map you want to you do with the action you want. And it'll tell you, you know, we've remapped in this case your R2 right trigger to your uh, bottom face button, to your X button. And you can do that. There's a lot of more explanation with a lot of pretty pictures. If you want to see it all, go read This Week at Bungie This Week. And she says, you know, goes on to say, verbs, verbs, verbs. One of the challenges with controller remapping in Destiny is we have a lot of player verbs. Think of verbs as action throwing grenades, triggering your super, jumping, sprinting, sliding, Entei's warding, shoulder charging, all sorts of things you can do. With PC remapping, there's a whole keyboard at your disposal to map buttons. On the controller, though, there's only so many buttons that we have more verbs than buttons. So to solve this, we've allowed the player to map an action to not just a button but also to a type of input. And there's three different input types. So basically think of this as you know how you interact with these buttons. There's the button press, the standard button press. you know, I go to jump, I hit the button. I go to crouch. you know, well, it's a bad example, you know. So the three supported input types There's first press, just your standard button press. I jump, I press the button, and I jump. There's the long press, which requires holding the button down for a brief period. So, like, you know, casting your barricade or throwing down a rift with your titan and or warlock. And then there's the button press. Then there's the double press, pressing a button twice in succession to initiate an action. For example, dodging for hunters or teabagging opponents, you know, things like that. So those were press, long press, and double press. Those are sort of the three button actions available to you on the controller. As an example, some of our exotic weapons, Symmetry, Hardlight, Borealis, have an alternate weapon action, which has typically been activated by holding down the reload button. Now you can map that separately to a different button or a different input. For example, you can change it from the long press X to a double press X. When you want to switch your Symmetry's firing mode, you can double press the X button as opposed to holding it down. And for the double press input type, you can also increase the amount of time between button presses for it to register as a double press. This option is also on the main controller page. So if you have you know certain accessibility issues, or if there's just a button that you don't like or you're a little quicker or slower than how you like it to respond, you can actually play around with it. And there's actually a number of different sort of you know button delays and double press delays and milliseconds you can play with till you find the one that fits your particular need. And in addition to mapping button action to an individual button, we're also mapping to chords, meaning two button presses simultaneously. So think of it, a chord like a musical chord, like you play two different notes and it makes a different sound. These are when you hit two buttons at the same time, such as, you know, the default of pressing the left and right bumpers to ex- execute your super. That's an example of a chord. So here's a custom layout example where the players map some of the basic things, and it goes over, you know, here's how you do this. You know, you can toggle your zoom is Y, fire is now X. You can put your Melee button to, you know, B and Y, as opposed to the shoulders. You can use your Super to be A and B versus just pressing A, things like that. Now, there are a number of constraints and caveats, because, again, we're on a controller. We don't have an entire keyboard in front of us. So the controller remapping feature is limited to gameplay actions, not UI or input navigation. So you're still going to have to navigate through the game's menus the same way you have, but playing the game, you can change those settings. One motor accessibility challenges are inputs that require the player to hold down a button. You have the option to switch between hold and toggle for some of the actions, like zooming, sprinting, or crouching, but we are not able to address all cases like weapon firing, class jumping ability, charging grenades, and drawing a bow, etc. We've opted for flexibility in allowing players to map any action to any button and input combination, but that flexibility also means there are some combinations that may give unexpected results for players. Remember what button you map to what. For example, if you map the melee to press X, but then some other action to long press X, the melee action resolves between you pressing X and the long press X. So you're always going to melee and never do the thing you need to long press X for because you've already done the action of pressing X. So again, it's just you almost sort of have to, when you're remapping things, Think about what you've remapped, and there may be some trial and error of certain combinations may just not work for you, depending on what you're trying to do. Uh, there is no individualized error verification for these cases, because this is sort of like, a again, when everything's available, there are going to be certain variable combinations that don't work. It's a little bit of trial and error to get it set up the first time. So the update was focused on controller remapping, so there are some mappable options that appear that are not yet available for the keyboard remapping. For example... Individual mapping for different class abilities, such as the Warlock's abilities of Phoenix Dive or Icarus Stash. Our cord support is for simultaneous presses of two buttons only. It does not detect if you press one button, hold it down, and then press another button. So you have to press two buttons at the same time, not like hold A and hit B, but hold A and B at the same time. So unlike our presets, there's no dynamic controller preview image on the custom layout. So your pictures won't match what you set but it'll, you know, the buttons will read what you've set them to. There are a couple of, you know, custom mappings that Bungie players have have used and enjoy, and they're going to go over a couple of short examples. So, Lisa goes on to say, "I'll start with my own. I'm typically a jumper player, but I also have the problem with melee on the right stick press. Even though it's a faster input for my hand to reach, I'm a stress clicker, and many a perfect shot has been messed up and been ruined by a wayward melee." I needed to move my melee action to something more intentional, so I put it on A and moved the super back to the double bumper chord. I put player highlight back on the right stick, but made my finisher a double A press. I also made my alternate weapon action double X instead of a long X because I prefer that input. Another example is from a left-handed player who typically uses mirror, but wanted the true left-handed experience, so I the function of the face buttons with the D-pad buttons, so actions like reload, jump, crouch were now on the D-pad while emotes were mapped to the face buttons interesting i've just been one of those long-suffering left-handed players who learned how to play things right-handed because that's just life so a third bungee employee really wanted to recreate a classic halo experience in destiny he started with the default layout switched the zoom to toggle the right stick grenade on the left trigger melee on b crouch on the left stick and then remap super to a jump on the left bumper to get the classic uh, to get his class ability on the right bumper he also chose to leave heavy attack light attack and guard. Actions only used in third-person, like Roaming Supers, mapped to their original bu- buttons. So basically, again, if you play a lot of Halo and prefer that combination, or if there's another game you play and you say, hey, I wish Destiny would sort of let me match this this button configuration to this play style, or, you know, as I laid out, if you have accessibility issues and you can't do certain things or certain, you know, ways to hold the controller or button combinations are hard for you, this should make this experience much better when you're playing on a controller. And even though we talked about the Xbox buttons and the Xbox controllers, and that's the example they used, these are for console controllers. The PlayStation will be getting these. It sounds like they will bring them to the PC eventually, even though you have a little more ability there with the keyboard. And Stadia, I'm going to assume they're coming to Stadia, but who really knows? And with that, friends, it's pretty much closing time. Um, We're closing out the Season of the Worthy. It ends at Weekly Reset, as we've said, on June 9th, 2020. There's a number of things that won't be available. Uh, just to name a few. The Season Worthy Pass and any available bonuses, those go away. The Seal and the Almighty Title, gone. Now remember, if you do have the Almighty Title, they must be claimed and equipped before the end of the season, or even though you've earned it, you don't actually get to have it. Your EDZ, your Moon, and your Serif bunk- IO Serif Bunkers, all go away. The Warmind Can Jolly Seasonal Artifact and the Player Power Increase from said artifact, go away. Your Serif Tower Public Events, gone and Season of the Shotguns come to an end with the 4th Horseman and Felwinter's Lie Quests also going away. And they do have a link that we've linked to in the past, and we'll link to in the show notes as well, with the full list of things going away. Basically, anything that says Season 10 on it, or that we've mentioned, or is tied to any of these seasonal things, it all goes away on Tuesday. So if you're working on your Season 10, Glory, Valor, Nightfall, etc., get those done. Any of your Legendary Lost Sectors... Get that stuff done. Your Grand Fat Master Nightfalls, get that stuff done. Because otherwise, you won't be able to, it goes away, and then you'll be sad. And as we've already talked about, update 2.9.0 above with what it brings to you, we're also going to tell you you know, when it comes to you. So again, 9 a.m. Pacific, 1600 UTC, and 12 noon Eastern, your Destiny 2 server maintenance begins. 45 minutes later, Destiny goes offline and it kicks you out of the game. 15 minutes after that, update 2.9.0 begins to roll out on all platforms and regions. And a minute after that at 10.01 a.m. Pacific, 1.01 p.m. Eastern, 16.01 UTC, and, uh, you know, sometime tomorrow in Oz. The game comes back online. You can download your update. And at 2.00 p.m. PDT, 5.00 p.m. Pacific, and twenty one hundred UTC, your maintenance concludes. Uh, Destiny should be back online, and all of your apps and things go back up as well. And as a reminder, everyone, when the service maintenance begins and Destiny goes offline, so do the API. So that means all your apps, your Destiny Item Manager, your little lights, your Ishtar Commanders, all of that goes offline when the API and Bungie stuff goes offline. So that'll be down for the duration of this maintenance. So if you think I'm going to you know, move some things around or manage my inventory, you can't. You have to sit and stare at your screen lovingly until the update's release for you. And along with the 2.9.0 update on June 9th, they've fixed a couple of bugs as well. The Polaris Lance's perfect fifth explosive shot is no longer being canceled by a subsequent shot. Dune Marcher's linear actuators perk will now work after triggering on yellow bar enemies. Players on Steam will no longer have their frames per second locked to 30 when launching the game. That's that, that's just got to... Gotta be rough. So, yeah, your 60 FPS game will now run, presumably at 60 FPS if you can. Your offline players and clans will no longer have their name set to offline, and Warlock's Celestial Fire melee ability will now trigger the Winter's Guile Warlord's Sigil perk. And there are a few known issues, one Bungie has decided to call out here in the Twob. If the Worms used in the Broodhold Strike despawn, the player will need to kill all remaining Worm Knights, place any remaining Worms for another Worm Knight to spawn. So, again, if you're running the Broodhold Strike and you lose a Worm because it despawns, basically kill the rest of the Knights, get another Worm, you'll get one more Knight, and it'll give you the last Worm you need to move on. And as always, go to the Known Issues. If you're still having issues with the game or think you're having issues with the game, report them to Bungie, check out the Known Issues threads, there are a number of active known issues, even though we don't talk about them every week. They're still out there in the game, and uh, and yeah, boys, girls, friends, guardians, acquaintances, people running in terror from the Almighty, ready to smash down on us because it's coming for you. That has been your twelve for this week. So I will hand it over to Night Demon for your tips, tricks, builds, guides, and all the gloriousness respawn you will hear from next week when he's got plenty to scream about all the things that have been nerfed all the things that weren't fixed and uh you might get a little little tiny bit of respawn lore corner if you're if you're really good he might drop some lore in your ears like he dropped the song in your ears because he loves you all of you okay well
2: that being what it is good job everybody good good, good job mm-hmm, yeah. good job you good job me
0: yeah, Good job. yeah, th- yeah, yeah. Good, good job respawn you you yeah thank you parody for that lovely recording
2: right it was it was very well done but i have no idea what he said
0: <laughs> right, no I've, I've listened to it so that i could pick up on a couple of points for us so okay,
2: so you don't out on it i guess
0: well sort of yeah one thing i wanted to bring up with you guys well you now at the moment i mean it's quite uh relevant for a hunter i suppose because hunters are the ones that are being called out on this the powerful friends mod will no longer stack now this is the mod that you can get from season of dawn that you can put on your armor i believe it's worth four energy but you have to put another arc energy mod onto it to activate it and -hmm. if you can build your stats perfectly on your armor you can get 100 mobility from literally having armor pieces with two mobility on it and there have been a couple of builds that we've highlighted over the last couple of months how to do this and i'm actually upset about this because i've got a build for my hunter yes i've i've done a build for 100% mobility with the hunter but i've also got one for my titan and i i'm quite upset that the this mod isn't going to stack they're saying in the the 12 that the mod is not priced sufficiently to justify its benefits And increasing its cost would adversely have, would have adverse effects on its primary benefit usage. But I think to have something that's worth four energy, and then you have to put something else on it. I mean, some, some of the armor pieces I put on are one. So that's still five. It's not
2: worth four energy though. It's worth four energy plus whatever arc mod you add on to that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you, you have to put something of at least minimum of five on that armor piece. Now, For some people that don't play the game as much, and I I mean, I do play the game quite a lot, but I haven't got a, a stack of enhancement cores, enhancement prisms and things. I'm scrounging around that, you know, if I can get 10 prisms, I might be able to buy a golf ball at some point to then masterwork something. I mean, my poor Warlock, I think he's only got three masterworked items and we've had this system for quite some time. My Hunter actually is the only... Character that's got five items that are masterworked, and I think I my Titan, my t- <laughs> my titan, my titan has—I uh, think he's got about four, and most of those are a couple of class items because they're quite important for some of the things that you can put on them, like uh, this season with the swords takes up quite a bit of energy, things like that. But what I'm saying is that not everybody's going to have a load of stacks to 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 build up their armor and max out to eight, nine and 10. That's right. So I
2: didn't, I've never been able to lot. utilize. Yeah. I've never been able to utilize this, 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 um, this build that everybody, uh, has been using. Cause I just, the luck of the draw for me was just crap. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's it's hard to put together in my opinion, all these other YouTubers are like, Oh no, it's easy. You just need this, 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 and this. And if you've grinded a bunch of nightfalls and you have, you know, um, a bunch of infusion materials. Yeah, for you, that might be easier. For me, not so much.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's my point. And to actually kind of get a armor set with the stats that I wanted, with the 100% mobility and, say, recovery and maybe 80 in something else. I mean, I haven't got the triple stats as I've been trying to build to. But just to get that was quite an accomplishment. And I felt, you know, this is a really good thing. And then for them to suddenly, on a whim just suddenly take it away because they decided that arc mods don't stack. Well, if they weren't intended no. to stack, those
2: those specific mods don't stack. Not it's it, he, he didn't say arc mods don't stack. I'm pretty sure. I can go back and relook, but I'm pretty it, sure it, it says only
0: solar season mods are intended to stack. No part of arc mods are intended to have stacked to have stacking f- functionality. Oh, so For them to operate for the last two seasons with the stacking ability, you'd have thought, oh, that was part of the game. That was, I mean, I'm not ranting about it. It's obviously something that we can, you know, we're going to have to play around with and, and do things. It's just that for it to be there for a couple of seasons and them not acknowledge it to start off with and say, this is an issue, this shouldn't be happening. Maybe don't focus building into armor for this. But when you, you've let it go for two seasons and then the week before the next season you go, oh, by the way, next week we're taking this away. It's like, oh. I mean, I know I can put other mods into it. I'm be, I'm not going to be as fast on my Titan or my Hunter at the moment. I'm going to have to put maybe um more punching abilities on my Titan. Right. But, I mean,
2: okay, okay. So the cost was... I don't think, I think the cost was a non-issue. That's not the real big problem here, being the cost being the problem, right? Um, I think the bigger problem is how powerful it made your character. You know, that that's the bigger, regardless of how much it cost, the fact that you could max out your mobility and X. And in some cases I saw a YouTuber that maxed out his mobility, his, um, what was it? I think it was his strength and he had 98 in a third column. So he damn near had three things maxed out because of this friendly uh, friendly stacks thing, right? So it's incredibly powerful to use that. So the fact that they're not letting those stack, whether it's this season or not, I'm honestly, I'm kind of okay with because that was really broken. It was, you know? But now they're bringing in the whole strength mod, which also, again, is not going to stack or whatever. But, you know, I guess that's the way of balancing it out. You know, hey, this doesn't stack, but you can use this to give you 20 more mobility and this to give you 20 more strength. You're not going to you're not going to freaking max out multiple stats or whatever like you could with the powerful friends. But I mean, you can still you can still get pretty up there, especially if like next season you get a strength, a mobility and, um, you know, a third one. And then the next season after that you get a fourth. You know, if each one of the if we get a different plus twenty per uh mod for each one of our different classes, you got five classes that you can get an extra 20 points in just by adding a mod. You know? So I mean that's a way to
0: kind of balance it out, yeah. Yeah. But again, I, I also used a lot of infusion to switch elements over so some of the items that i did have were quite high stats in solar and void and i had to use enhancement cores and prisms to swap the infinity affinity swap the affinities over so that took up a lot of what i'd saved up for doing you know builds it's just um just one of those things but then i think they do go on to say that they're going to try and find more ways of rewarding us with enhancement fuel so swings and roundabouts i think i I just thought i'd have to have my say on that because it was something that i was a bit upset about
2: yeah i mean if you've if you've invested time and money into anything you have the right to be upset and i I, i'm told i'm 100 behind that right you have a reason to be upset because you invested time money resources x y and z you know what i mean so yeah i initially i was upset too until I saw them talk about the strength mod, and I'm like, oh, okay, I could I could see that, I could I could see that, you know. And if they keep adding one, two, three each season, okay, cool, yeah, all right, all right, that's that's I can get behind that a little bit or whatever, right?
0: So, yeah. um, yeah, it's. it's, it's and I suppose you're quite happy about the enhanced armor mods are going to be uh, getting a change, so that the um there's going to be a bit more of a chance to get those from doing the more pinnacle prestigious things like raids nightfalls do. I think there was like enhanced auto rifle targeting, enhanced bow pulse rifle, things like that. There's more of a chance that they will now drop from that raid rewards. So we we've, Perody and I, I really want to hear your feedback on this because this is something you've talked about for a very long time.
2: Oh, I am all about this. Except, did you see? You didn't see the the frozen discord yesterday, did you? No. Okay. So the frozen discord. I hate you guys, by the way. You know, and there's there's no getting around it. You guys suck. Um, they're all like, "Hey, did you did you see this? Uh, I forgot who they called out, but I, I think they called out me, and I was like, hell yeah, I did.'" And then it's all like um, I said, I'm finally going to get an exotic. Whoop. And then somebody said, uh, I don't think so. I'm like, excuse me? What do you mean you don't think so? And um, anyway, there was a back and forth between us. And I told him, you know, I hope your goldfish gets Alzheimer's. And he said, uh, even if my goldfish <laughs> did get Alzheimer's, it's still going to get the anarchy before you. But yeah, the fact that it's going up to up to 50%.
0: That's amazing. But the, there am, is a caveat to that: that, that you have sense. to have done over twenty clears for the percentage r- rate to drop at fifty percent. So it it goes. That's starting not, at that's
2: not too bad. That's four weeks. It starts forward. at ten
0: percent, but that it may take into account what you've previously done. So the amount of rate that you've previously done may be taken into consideration. So if you've done twenty already, you may go into the next season at fifty percent so that you've got a 50-50 chance of it to drop, and if you're doing three characters per week, that's more of a chance for it to drop. And if you've been saving up your keys from the Riven encounter, that's even more of a chance of all those chests that you can open.
2: Agreed, yeah. Um, and I honestly hope they do um, count it going backwards, because if that's the case, what? I'm already at 50%, baby! Let's go! Um... <laughs> But even at fifty percent, that still means I either get it or I don't, and I still don't quite like those odds, <laughs> Bungie. <laughs> like you said, there's still a pretty good chance a goldfish with Alzheimer's is going to get it before me, and that offends me greatly. All right.
0: Or a uh, room full of monkeys may be able to type out uh, the full works of Shakespeare on typewriters before you can get your wow. Monkey. You really got to bring that up, really.
2: This this is who <laughs> we are. Wow. Okay. Um that's entirely true and I hate the fact that you brought that up cuz <laughs> you're 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 a very mean person. I'm just I you know, I you just there's no other way to say it. You're just a mean person and I've had my feelings hurt because of it.
0: Thank <laughs> you, sir. The other thing uh, that was mentioned in the TWAB was the trials changes that we went over a couple of weeks ago with the the way that the token system's going to work and the way that the bounty system's going to work. Uh, to be honest, I think it's just a kind of wait and see. You, you know, we'll if we can get into it, we'll try it and see what it's like. But again, I think a lot of people are still quite fearful of us lower tier players going into it and still not actually being able to get something out of the game. I did see that. And and we've taken a step back now. Bungie Bungie
2: made an effort with um um the whole uh you can get tokens and you can you can still achieve something, right? Um by by just stacking tokens, right? And then you can you can get the uh the bounty so that you can at least get the shotgun or whatever, right? And I was like, Cool. So even if you get one win, two wins, one win, two win, one win, two win, one win, two win, you can't just get that third win. You can still get something from it, and you can still get a bounty to get whatever weapon yeah, there is. You can
0: still get a chance at a weapon drop. Right. What. It sounds like they
2: backtracked a little and said, nope, you still need to get three wins in order to um in order to get the chance to get any tokens, if I'm not mistaken, right? Isn't that what they said? You have to get three wins before you can get any tokens. It's three five seven that you get
0: tokens now? No, they've or added I... a they've added a trials weekly bounty which unlocks trials engrams on St. 14. So you do the bounty, and it unlocks the Trials and Grams. Okay. And the bounty, you don't have to get three wins, right? No. The The bounty reward will match what you could get at wins three milestone for that week. Okay. So whatever the, 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 the win three weapon is going to be, and they're going to randomize it like they have done this season, so you may have a chance of getting the Sniper on that three wins. Or the shotgun or, or the auto rifle, to just to name a few of the ones mm-hmm. that are quite popular. So if you manage to do the bounty without kind of getting to three wins, you still have a chance at getting what is that three the win that three wins for that week. Which is quite nice that you know you don't have to well, you're still gonna go in and bang your head against the wall. But absolutely. And I wonder if that weekly bounty is going to be repeatable. So, even if you're not getting two, three oh, wins, weekly
2: bounty weekly bounties aren't inherently repeatable.
0: Mm, I know, but th- that's the thing. Because yeah, actually, yeah, if you did it repeatable, you may get just like the higher tier players just repeating over and over again. Okay, so you've got three chances at least. Then you've, mm-hmm. if you've got three characters, and if you haven't why don't you just make a copy of your favorite character over and over again and just transfer the armor across bingo, bango, bongo done three chances. Bingo,
2: bingo, bongo. I like it. I like it.
0: (laughs) So yeah, have you got anything else that you you can think of with trials? Uh,
2: No, no, that was my only concern is, is if I saw that correctly. And if I did, I was just like, what? You know, because I, I was, I was. To me, it seemed like they took away the only chance for you to to get anything.
0: You know. Oh, anyway, I don't. No, know. No, I think they just made it alternative ways of getting things, which is nice okay. that you, if you can manage to do the bounty. It depends on what that weekly bounty is. If it's just get kills or be killed as a, as a lower tier player, maybe even with a chance, or just participate. Our participation medal will do me fine.
2: I am I am okay with participation medals at this point with the state the trials is in. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh as, as long as somebody that isn't guide tier can still get something, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm gravy.
0: So is there anything else that you wanna to bring up this week so far? Anything
2: uh Well, I mean, are we gonna get into the 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 finally they've nerfed the thing that's been bugging me?
0: No. We don't ever need to get into that. <laughs> we won't keep you in suspense any longer. We now have Respawn's Report Roundup.
2: Anteus Wards are getting a nerf. Whoa, right? Right, come on. Come on. It's okay to be happy. It's okay. Why is nobody happy? Why am I the only one happy? Ugh.
0: Whatever. No, I think you, guys, y- you and um, a million hunters around the globe uh, are suddenly it's not silenced. Just a million hunters,
2: right? No, it's actually not just it's not just uh, the hunters, right? Because if you think if you think about it, and you should be thinking about it, um, no. the problem wasn't just limited to the hunters, right? So the Antares Wars not only blocked all kinds of damage and reflected all kinds of damage back up to and including supers, right? That was a problem in its own, right? The fact that they took away the chip damage, right? So that was one thing. On top right. of that. Anytime that they would block something, they would get super energy back, which means right. that at, at currently right now, before this nerf happens, the Titan with the Antaeus wards is the fastest way to get a super in Destiny Two.
0: Period. I believe it was fourteen slides into, you know, into gunfire yeah. as Fallout did his testing, that you mm-hmm. could um, not actually shoot anybody, but fourteen reflects, and you could get your super
2: and you just get a super you have a super that's all i mean that's all you have to do is you have to just keep sliding
0: so um
2: and that's the one thing the other thing is that the Antaeus wards you just had to slide there was no wind up to it like like some of the other like like your um titan titan melee right you got to run for x amount of time and then you get yeah you get the uh yeah right You you get to do the thing so, but the Antaeus Wards didn't. You could literally slide behind cover, slide out of cover, and still just keep going. There was no running involved whatsoever. So, um, that was another problem. And um, the last problem about the Antaeus Wards is it's a front-facing shield, visually speaking, right? And in, in one of the YouTube videos I watched, you could shoot somebody from the side, and in some cases, even from damn near back, their their back, and the Antaeus Ward would still reflect it back, even though the shield isn't facing that direction, right? So that's yeah. another problem. They they basically have a bubble of invincibility. It's not just a wall, right? And they can do other uh, things I like slide through Titan. <laughs> and they can do other things like slide through Titan barricades, all kinds of stuff, right? So it's 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 a problem, right? It, it makes you pretty invincible if you're a Titan on any subclass wearing those Antaeus Wards, right? Yeah. So a
0: I was going to say, shout out to Tash who picked up on this yesterday in one of his videos, and this is where I picked up on it to then put it in our band chat to let people know about it. Um, Mm -hmm. So what are the actual changes, Respawn? Removed
2: bonus to super energy and reflecting shots. That's huge. Unless you're a Titan, you're probably hating life. But for guys like us, that's freaking huge. All right. I think
0: to, to be honest, that is huge. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, And then you got, uh, on top of that, they've added a 1.5 second of sprinting before the exotic perk can be triggered by slide. So let's keep this in mind. You have to be running for three, I'm sorry, for one and a half seconds. Full sprint. Not just walking, not just moving. You have to be sprinting for one and a half seconds, and then the exotic perk will activate. So that means no more sliding out of cover. And that also means you can't just, you know, run-slide, 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 run-slide like they've been doing this whole time. You know what I mean? Can't do that crap either. And if you are a... Actually, this is... Okay, so never mind. I was going to say that this is a good thing, but actually it hadn't changed anything. Um, for people that use Antaeus wards, if you're a shotgunning ape titan, you can still use this for that. Like you, you slide around a corner or something like that. You can... Whatever. You can still use it if you're... If you're a a top
0: tier player, it's not going to affect you as much. You know, this sliding out of cover, maybe, but to run and slide and time that slide just at the right time to get the ricochet and then get your shotgun off. You you know, I think it was Destiny Fun Police was saying that when they changed the Antaeus wards to be more user-friendly, more people have put them on and made it a bit more prevalent in the Crucible. But for the old school players that use them as they were initially brought into the game, they you know they are still really good with those. So, cool.
2: yeah. So if you're a top tier player, like you said, it's not gonna. This change isn't gonna bother you too heavily. Um, aside from me not being able to get your super back as fast as you were before, but I
0: mean, you know, I, I agree. I yeah. I mean, I agree with the change for like adding the 1.5 seconds. That's fine. But removing the bonus to super energy when reflecting shots. Surely they could have toned that down slightly or left it and seen what the change was rather than. I, I don't understand always having the double nerfs of something. Maybe just change one element of it and see if it has a knock on effect to other things. Because if people are taking a bit more time to build up to the run to the slide, then surely there's not going to be as much super gaining. Maybe, maybe there is. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, but so you're talking about? Are you talking about tying the? Uh, no, I'm saying that. I'm saying that they may- maybe leave the super damage as it was, or maybe tone Sorry. it down slightly rather than just removing it completely, because okay. that was a that was a nice added bonus to those exotics. That's what you know. One of the, the exotic, uh, benefits was.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, but hey, um, we'll see what it is
2: i I see what you're saying, like because now it can only trigger after you've been sprinting one five one point five seconds that in itself is a nerf to the to to how fast you can get your super. I see what you're saying, right, but because yeah. I'm a hunter, I'm gonna say right. move all super <laughs> from this thing, you know no bad titans, bad infinite super having Titan.
0: no, no, just. Just don't touch my insurmountable skull fort. Because I tell you what, now, I'd quit the game. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Maybe I wouldn't. <laughs> it, that upset me greatly. I bet it would, yeah. Um, so, yes, do you, want to, do you want to move on to the real the, the Destiny roundups?
2: I mean, I can, but I'm just kind of basking in this a little bit because I didn't even realize that until you said it. You Because know? I didn't think about it. I just saw nerfs. I was happy face. Uh but then when I realized that not only did they nerf the super energy you would be getting by making you spend one point five seconds before it activates, but also just flat out taking away the super regen, I'm just like this is nice. This is this is really, really nice. I don't know if you know this, but
0: um Yeah. Anyway, well, you've had you've had your time to bask. Come on.
2: <laughs> all right what am i doing the roundup
0: yes <laughs> okay
2: cosmo has some things he wants to say uh on red exotics mentioned in the week this week at bungie Red exotic drop chance increases next week it is not retroactive there's the answer to our question summon a biscuit okay so from this point forward uh, let's see, three characters a week. That's what three chances, and um, what up to fifty percent, right? And so that's that's what about uh, four seven weeks? Seven weeks. Yeah. Well, seven weeks. seven is twenty-one. Whatever. There's some arbitrary number. I'm <laughs> gonna get that man. Um <clears throat> Damn, that hurts my my everything. That, like that I feel- hurts your feelings. No, no, not my feet. That hurts my soul. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, I know that hurts.
2: Wow, I'm, 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 reeling a little bit from that, man. How, how, how does, how does that make you? What, how does it make you bah, 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 bah. Anyway, doesn't matter. Okay, so it's not retroactive to everybody be honest really let's face
0: it. it everybody at the moment is still working on the 10 percent. you're still working on the 10 percent, and you've been trying for x amount of weeks months years to try and get these weapons everybody else has gone from like the five percent up to the ten percent if they still haven't got it after playing it all this amount of time i understand that you know not being retroactive is one of those uh, things but then everybody's is still on the same footing when we're going into next season when it is increased. So you'll just, if you keep playing it, it'll kind of ramp up, you know, that that's a good thing this time. Uh, um... And I believe you did ask for this. You did say, I I don't mind it starting at a, you know, a low number, but the more times that I complete it, the more of a chance that I've got. So it's starting at 10% and then builds Builds to fifty percent, so it isn't like you get to twenty clears and it's automatically fifty percent. It's starting at ten percent for that first week or the first character of that week, and then you may go up to thirteen percent, and then sixteen percent, and nineteen percent by the time you've okay little okay. things, it's just shopful. just
2: little things here and there. Um, I still think that it should have been retroactive. I I honestly believe this is just lazy coding. Right? They don't want to go back and see how many people have done it and how many times. So they're just like, oh, this is not gonna be retracted. If if you've done it so many times and you still don't have it by now, they
0: it's tied to an emblem. They this. they can't they can't take the stats off the emblems and re put them somewhere else. Just yeah.
2: Excuse me, they can't? I'm sorry, what? The, the hell they can't?
0: You know, they they lost my twenty five hundred um iron banner kill, so they're gonna lose all your other stats. Start zero and work from there. I see what you're trying
2: to do. I don't appreciate it. I'm trying to say that if you've been doing it this whole time and you still don't have they absolutely should have made it retroactive because of all the crap that you've been through and you still don't have one. Right? And I'm not talking about for the
0: listening the first time,
2: I'm not I'm not talking about this just, just because, right? I'm I'm saying this because I have done these daggum things more times than you can count, right? And not only do I not, I not have the a same boat specific you. one, not only do I not have a specific um, raid exotic,
0: I don't
2: have any of them. Yeah, any raid exotic, whether it be weapon, sparrow, fill in the blank, I have not gotten any of them with as with many raids as I've done, right? So that's why I personally am both happy... And angry at this, I'm happy that it's going to go up to 50. percent But I'm angry that it that it, it's not retroactive, because my time should mean something, right? I'm something. How did you? Okay, I'm not going to get into it. I have said my piece. That's all I have to say on the matter. Moving forward, they looked into making it retroactive, but couldn't make it happen. Told you, lazy coding. But. Still felt the changes were worth making for your progress going forward. Again, I agree with that. Something is better than nothing in this particular case. Okay? Um, Terabah already has these cumulative drop chances. Uh, that's a Twitter link. Terabah has some bad luck protection. This change is getting the others up to par. I can dig into the exact... I can... I can dig... Into get exacts. There we go. Wow, I just was illiterate there for a second. That's a Reddit link too. Uh, Bot will follow the same rules as the other exotics. Starts ten percent, builds to fifty over twenty clears.
1: I can't I was believe. As I say, Terrorbot
0: for anybody that doesn't know is the exotic from the Crown of Sorrow, which is the submachine gun. And yes. this also means that they've increased the Anarchy, which is the grenade launcher from Scourge of the Past. And the 1,000 voices from The Last Wish in The Dreaming City.
2: Both of those things are correct, my friend. Where was I Uh, Changes to Antaeus Wards uh, didn't make it to this patch, but are currently scheduled to come out the following week. They may look at exotic more in the future, but they wanted to get this change out for season 11 and gather data slash feedback on how it affects the sandbox Reddit link. Oh. Cosmo, Mrs. Dylan. There's a Reddit link. I don't care to read it <laughs> from DMG. Actually, no, I want to see what that's about. <laughs> uh, I ought stand by, play some music that we can't get sued for in the background. All right here we go. Ah, uh, oh, shoot! I forgot one of the past no previews. Cosmo, you want to tell about the mono change and this yada, yada 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 yada. Uh, they shows in next week for the alley. You up each other, coming rain. I guess we to Oh, the, the COVID thing. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, that's why DMG has some real talk for you people. Mm-hmm. Real talk. DMG is like look, look, look. I got some real talk. You know what I'm saying? Let's discuss this. A lack of replies isn't an act of ignoring posts. Sometimes we can give concrete info and lengthy replies, which feels great. Other times we don't have much to say. I know a lot of you greatly enjoy the opportunity to, make, to meme on a thanks for the post.
0: <laughs> is he talking about me? He probably is. is. And I just
2: Okay, anyway, um, we know you enjoy the opportunity to meme on thanks for the post or we'll pass it along replies. Sometimes I poke fun at it too. It wasn't just uh, taking the time to hit those. Last two weeks between personal illness and some of the projects, I didn't take much time to reply to threads. I just spent time talking with devs about specific feedback points, helping folks to reprioritize some issues and focusing on some upcoming content. We will make sure to reply more often, but please don't take a lack of replies as ignoring y'all. It says y'all. And that's a Reddit link. On token rebalancing. Rebalancing tokens overall, hopefully we'll push more W's for the lower brackets as higher skill players will be going for flawless cards instead of resetting it at three wins. Weekly bounty will also bring incentive to gameplay. Snag bounties, get your weekly done, unlock the engram, etc. We'll be watching how the changes land more planned for fall. Reddit link community Q and a controller remapping thread can be found here. It's a Reddit link or it's a link that leads you to destiny Two Q and A's. Yeah. And then they have a link there. Cool. He'll post that somewhere in the something. So I think somewhere.
0: that with the, the controller remapping is just play about with it and see if it works for you. And if it doesn't, what, what makes
2: you comfortable, dude, just do it. Yeah.
0: Just, just the general, button layout they give me to start off with i'm feeling like i'm getting old and alzheimeric and i'll forget what the other buttons do if i change them
2: first of all you are getting older second of all both of those things are true yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm a bad person
0: anyway so as parody alluded to at the end of his um this week at bungie i now have some tips tricks guides and builds for you i know we, we're kind of in the last throes of the end of this season so i thought the um the first one to kind of go over would be a final things to do list by bontis and i'm, I'm going to throw it out there just in case you don't actually watch the video but one of the things that i've been thinking about with if you've been saving all your bounties Uh, In his video, he does remind people not to turn in all your bounties all in one go when you load up the game on Season 11, when Day 1, you know, you fly to the tower and whatever, you pick up your quest to get going. Make sure that you pick up your artifact first before you start turning in all those um, bounties because you want to get the XP on the artifact as well as on your season pass if you're doing both. Um, You may have to turn in one or two of the smaller bounties, so like the the daily ones, just to fit in new quests. It depends, because for the last couple of seasons, because I've been completely filled up on bounties, it won't let me pick up the quest to then go and get the artifact. So make sure that if you are completely filled up, that you may just turn in a couple of the daily ones, make some space, then pick up your artifact. Do that part of it so it's unlocked. Then make sure that you've got your ghost on for your 10% XP. I think if you've got one that's got guiding light on it, you can get a couple of them that have got guiding light and an extra 10% if you're in Gambit or Crucible. And what you can do with those is you can load into a private Crucible or a private Gambit match, and it activates the ghost. So you get the 10%, the guiding light, and the extra 10% on top of that. It doesn't work as 20%, but it's 10% and then another 10% on top of that. So you'll get those um, put onto the XP that you then, once you turn in your token, once you turn in your bounties, that would then be applied to your artifact as well as your season pass, if you've got a season pass. So that's one thing to take away from that if you don't watch his video. Um, Drewski's got a couple of good videos this week. One of them is why are low zoom snipers potentially being changed? Now, this was a quote that was in one of the TWARBs. I don't believe it was last week. I think it was the week before. Because Beloved and Revoker are low zoom snipers, that the, a lot of people are using them and they want to find out why people are using them as much. Uh, Drewski goes into what makes the, the low zoom s- snipers so viable and what they could possibly change on those snipers to then make the. I assume snipers more viable for players to maybe pick those up rather than the the low ones. So that was quite an interesting video to watch. And if you're interested in what they could possibly do and what uh, weapons to look out for, then he's got a couple of suggestions for that. And then he's got another one on what does elemental capacitor do? Now, this is one of the new mods that we got in Season of Dawn where it corresponds to the subclass that you're running. So arc, void, or solar. And depending on what one you're running, it will give you a boost in handling, reload, and I think stability's the other one. And he goes into great detail over with gameplay and comparisons of like a specific hand cannon with it working on, without it working on, and with numbers. And what was quite interesting was that, say, handling gives you an extra boost of 20 points onto whatever you've got on handling at the moment. He also points out that there's a bug with Elemental Capacitor that if you change the subclass, uh, like mid-game, it will still be affinitive to the original subclass. So say that you had stability and you were running void and you decided you wanted to change to arc, the weapon would still retain the buff to uh, stability rather than change over to what the arc one might be. I think is handling or something like that. So that was something quite interesting that you could use to your advantage. And then I wasn't going to include this video because it's, it was, again, named how elemental capacitor works. But after watching it, I found that it was also very complementary to Drisky's video. So this one's by Hazed and Confused. And what he does is, again, he breaks down what elemental capacitor does and how it works quite short and sweet to the point. But then he also goes into three guns and gun rolls to look out for and tips to use what subclass with them. So he's got the Summoner, the Astral Horizon, and I believe it's the dire promise hand cannon that can all roll with elemental capacitor on it. So he goes into roles for that. So that, again, his video, check those both out because I found them really, really interesting to look at. And if you do get a chance before the end of the season, or you did pick up a couple of these weapons, the 7th Seraph Carbine Auto Rifle. Uh, There is a God Roll guide by Marcus B Gaming, three-minute video, quite short and sweet. To point what you could be looking at for, for PVE and PVE. So if you are looking at a role that maybe you could take further on down the line, because the 450s may get a buff, and there are certain roles that you can get on these weapons to do with the mods that you know you could get from this season. So check that out. Then also saying that. Uh, we have the top farmable god tier high impact pulse rifles by fallout place there are three pulse rifles that you need to be looking out for. so there's the einstein d which is gunsmith the premonition which is from the dungeon and the rhetoric's broadsword which we detailed last week which is from the pinnacle quest from shacks and fallout goes over what roles you may look out for for these weapons to actually be viable in Crucible and maybe PvE as well. Then as um, Fallout Loves to do a shotgun video does Fell Winter's barrel length matter? Go check that one out. Another video for you if you are maybe building a trials team for next season. Brave X Hero has an improve your communication, uh, five tips for mastering communication for new and advanced players, worth a watch and checking out. And then we have a couple of builds for you to check out. And some of these may be relevant going into next season. So Crazy Mr. Pips has a Devil's Ruin uh, bow build. So this might be one for you, Respawn. I know this, I know I say this every time. So this is Top Tree Night Stalker. So it's very similar to some of the other hunter builds that we've highlighted with the Oath Keepers, where you can hold the bow charge. So it's just using a normal legendary bow in his primary slot but then he's using the exotic sidearm the devil's ruin in his energy slot and shows you that you know there's a really good build for pairing these two weapons because i I know a lot of people do like using the bows and the sidearms and i think the devil's ruin is one that kind of gets forgotten sometimes i know a lot of people have been using like shim alpha was saying rat king and a bow last week and things like that so there's a different build for you if you are a hunter doing Night Stalker. Then Crispy Bacon has the ultimate PvE build using Felwinter's Helm and the Lord of Wolves exotic. So this is a really good pairing for doing a lot of damage output, um, punching things and um, making things explode with these um, Void. Um, it's always
2: bulk. a good thing.
0: It is indeed. Um, I Bet On Me. is another That's one. his name? Yeah, that's I Bet On Me.
2: That's a name, man. Good job, dude.
0: <laughs> um, another youtuber that i found the in the last couple of weeks he's got the best pvp titan unstoppable build so he's using the Yotun, an auto rifle which uh, in his video he's using the Breitek werewolf and a rocket launcher with tracking and reese von's second favorite exotic the one-eyed mask again it's, it looks quite a devastating build of how he's using it but um, one that i think i'm going to try and have a look at maybe pairing because I've got the Brotec Werewolf. Got me Jotun. I've got a One-Eyed Ooh. Mask or two or three, maybe in my vault. Nine, so 12. No, I've only got about three. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Crazy Mr. Pips also has an anti-super bow build. He loves his bow builds, this guy. With three, ta- three times max stats. And this is after the Powerful Friends nerf. So this is going to be an interesting one to look at. So Point of the Stag, the Iron Banner bow, is the bow that he's using. He uses an Aqueous shotgun, uh, the exotic heavy that you can get from the Callus raid, mm-hmm. or he swaps it out for a machine gun with Vorpul on it. And the exotic uh, chess piece that he uses is the Dragon Shadow. Now, using this, if he dodges, it reloads his guns and buffs speed and handling. And in the gameplay, he, when he shows you that when he dodges the, I can't remember the, the perk that pops up on screen, but it shows you that, you know, you get the the reload speed buff and the speed to, to handling. And it stays up for the same amount of times that, I mean, he's managed to do, put his build up for. So that by the time it runs out, he's got another dodge to then get that again. So that was quite interesting. So he's kind of negating the powerful friends thing of not being at 100% with the mods, but wearing this chess piece is also then buffing him up to 100% kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was quite an interesting one. Then finally, we have another couple of Cheese Forever videos, and if you do get a chance to do it, you yeah, you got a couple of good chances in the next couple of days. There, He's got one that is the God Mode for all Grandmaster Nightfall Ordeals, and you have to be a Titan all? for this one. Hold on, All? Yes. God mode. And he's also got soloing the Zydron Nightmare Hunt. Uh, this is a, a yeet glitch, but the kind of helps yeet the boss off the edge of the map. Uh, if you okay. if you melee an add on, I think it's the left side of when they come out of the portal, it kind of teleports you to the other side of the map, which also then yeets the boss somewhere else. So you don't even have to actually yeet the boss but in his video he kind of goes over and shows you where you need to stand and and get that done so you can solo that and then finally our little friend froggy has a tele yeet video 13 seconds but is absolutely hilarious worth a watch okay
2: what's it called i gotta look this up
0: telly yeet t-e-l-e-y-e-t telly
2: like telephone but tele yeet Okay. Okay. I'm not seeing him here. I added him when we had him on the show. But a lot of people got deleted from my from my YouTube because of nonsense. <gasps> like no, I didn't do it. YouTube did.
0: Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Yeah, actually, yeah, YouTube did that to me.
2: Yeah, no, so I guess he was one of the ones that got purged. That sucks.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't have his link anymore.
0: Yo, Froggy, if you listen, give me
2: your link, bro. I lost it. You look it up yourself you lazy sod. I could probably You could. You know don't 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 yell at me. Don't yell at me. Fro- Froggy's right? too
0: busy and too important to be just singling you out and sending you links. One
2: of those things are true. <laughs> we love you Froggy. It's 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 not true. It's kind of true. It might be true. I don't know what I'm talking about. What are we talking about?
0: We're talking about giving a shout out to Speedy Thief this week.
2: Yes, Speedy Thief. Good guy. Good personal friend. I'm entirely lying.
0: I actually don't know who that is. (laughs) Who is he? (laughs) He um, sent me a message on uh, the Destiny app. He loves the podcast and he listens to us when he mows the lawn. Um, I'm a a bit confused because does that mean he listens to us once every three months? Because that's how often I mow my lawn.
2: You you must not live in Florida. I have to mow my lawn literally every weekend.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay. No, it's crazy. Depends on where you live then. Yep. Actually, no, um, don't, yeah, don't tell my wife that because you will have and, me and, and mowing you know what? every week.
2: And you know what? You know what, though? Yeah. I also listen to the podcast when I mow the lawn. We have that in
0: common. There you go, bro. So, yeah, I'm going to hand over to um, Parody, who's not here,
1: to um, close out the show. And with that, friends, uh, thank you for joining us. Your Titans are Parody and Night Demon. Your hunters no one respond in real life. You may have heard some or all of them this week. You can email the show at two Titans at a hunter at Hotmail.com. You can find the show on Twitter at two Titans underscore hunter. You can hit up the show on Instagram at two Titans and a Hunter or find us on Facebook. You can join the Frozen Clan at join.frozen.party, that's frozen with a zero. If you like a good sandwich, come on in. You can find all your favorite guardians on Xbox Live and respawn on PC. You can watch the show on YouTube, listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere fine podcasts are sold. Thank you to all of you who have emailed the show with your comments, your criticisms, your rants, your raves, your desires. Thank you for leaving us a review. If you'd like to leave us a review, we would love to see it. It helps other people find the show. If you're on Spotify searching for the Destiny 2 soundtrack and you come across our show, just start listening. It's better than Destiny 2 soundtrack. Trust me. We have at least two people that will vouch for that. But thank you for lo- for joining us. Thank you for listening. And until next week, Guardians, look high into the sky. Stare straight into the sun, because the Almighty is coming to crash out upon you. Stay safe out there, everyone.
0: I don't. I don't know if he, he said that we have to say goodbye. Do, should we just say goodbye anyway? You deuces. Deuces. Yeah.